0: Why We Love Star Wars by Ken Napsok is a collection of little love letters to the greatest saga ever told, and a personalized copy can be yours today. Just go to KenNapsack.com and choose the Shop tab. There you'll find options to purchase exclusive poster art designed by movie trivia Schmodown star Janine Bryce, a signed copy of Why We Love Star Wars, and collector Knapsock file cards. Already have a copy of the book but still want an author's signature? Then check out the book plate package. Get a signed book plate sticker and a 3D printed keychain sent straight to your spaceship. Go to KenNapsack.com for pricing and shipping information. Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Kojak. I create music that can be found both on YouTube and SoundCloud, and now I'm a recent streamer on Twitch. So if you're looking for some chill instrumentals, check me out on YouTube and SoundCloud under K O J Q. and for some laughs, you can check my Twitch page under KO underscore Everyone, please be safe, and thank you. following is a presentation of Morning Drive media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California. This is the Knapsack files. I'm Ken Knapsack and let's tell a story. So this one time spring of 1999. I'm on duty, security at the Northridge Fashion Center. used to work a 7 p.m. to 3 a.m. shift. So I was there a little bit later. In the work day, in the mall's day, call goes out. Suspicious package found inside the loading dock of J.C. Penney. Remember J.C. Penney? Remember Mervyn's? Robinson's, May, Sears? I missed department stores. I hated going in them, but I missed them. They were a staple of my youth. Were they a staple of your youth? Mervyn's. The amount of t- <laughs> clothes that I had from Mervin's in my youth is there should be, it belongs in a museum. And my, my family, my mother and father did a great job um, supporting my sister and I, even though they didn't have uh, probably all the funds that we thought were available to them. So it was like you go, it's a, it's a fun concept to think <laughs> that for like two hours on a Sunday, you go to Mervin's. And you're picking out six outfits you're going to wear for the rest of the year, for the school year. Which but I always say, I still say, the year actually goes from September to August for me. Like, that's the year. Like, we're, 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 we're in 2021 in my mind. Anyway, I'm on duty. Call goes out. Suspicious package in the loading dock. Now, here's how it works for major malls. Uh, you don't immediately call police and fire. Uh, bomb threat comes in comes into the front desk. Uh, first of all, it's weird to say, it's weird to say, it, but like if there's a threat, the chances of it being real are probably less. If there's an actual threat. If it's gonna go, it's gonna go type of situation. It's a little more realism than maybe a podcast deserves or this, this podcast deserves. But if you find something or someone finds something, particularly an employee of another store that, that is uh, used to that area, uh, then, then you're going to take it a little more serious. And that's what it happens. A lot, that's what it happened here. Loss prevention, uh, LP, uh, had, had called it in. Nowadays, I think a lot of stores call it asset protection uh, because loss pre- prevention um, uh, tricked the employees into thinking that they needed to make more arrests. Longer story, different podcast, not this one. So loss prevention, which are the – those are the plainclothes uh, associates that work these department stores. They deal with internal stuff. They deal with exter- external stuff. They are essentially the security for these big stores. We aren't that. If you're a you, you know, uniform public safety officer, you're working uh, public safety, or as I was in, in the end the director of public safety. You work with them, but often you don't handle anything that they're involved with any, other than a backup capacity. Uh, and you just kind of, uh, you know, their support and liaison and beware your neighbors, your partners on the same property. Uh, often you're not even supposed to go inside their lease line. Which, Gosh, lease lines and a, a phrase I've not said in five years. That used to be a daily part of my life. I just got some shivers saying it. Anyway, I am 22 years old. I'm down in L.A. hitting the big city. I know in my heart I'm going to be a star in a year. That's what you hit. I it came over the 118 freeway, uh, the back way into LA through Simi Valley, and I hit, I hit Chatsworth, the Rocky Peak area, and I'm looking out on the city. And I'm thinking, I'm scared, I'm afraid. I was crying in my car two hours earlier as uh, my parents and I caravan down. I just said goodbye to the family, Dachshund Ginger, Lady Sandy of Ginger. She was a show dog. Uh, tearful uh, uh, parting. Um. You know, I'm, I'm I'm hitting the city. So, long story. I, I I my uncle at the time retired LAPD officer. Ended up working actually 55 years combined active and reserved with them um, before finally uh, this past uh, year, uh, 2019, actually saying, "All right, that's enough for me." Um, and uh, he's out of here. He Lives outside of Vegas now. I uh, Love him dearly. So he uh, he when I hit the town, he was like, "Just come come work this job." It was it was well paying. He had benefits, two weeks paid vacation. Um, come do it. And so. I did. I ended up 17 years in the business. (laughs) Legitimately thought I'll be there a year. So worse than sitting there. And by the way, I, you know, I don't even know if I should be telling you the stories, but they're great stories and they teach me a lot. The lesson of this isn't a security story. Lesson of this is a life, life lesson that I learned. And then I don't know. Sometimes I apply it to now. That's the point of all this. I'm just telling stories here. Uh, So this one time is going to be the name of the series. So I go over there, 22, in a, in a security uniform, uh, uh, you know, flashlight, big, I have, still have the original flashlight, my little stickered name is on it, it's like a four or five D cell flashlight, which I don't even know if you can get any more, you know, I think I was one battery short of it being a weapon, and even then it'd be, it'd be like a broadsword, it was the broad sword of flashlights, so I had that, uh, I had the pepper spray, all that kind of stuff, handcuffs, everything, and you know. So used to getting the nicknames. Even then, right away, you're getting called insults. Every time, every step you took, someone had an insult for you. Uh, People wouldn't be even, you know, brave enough to do any of the things I had to do, let alone anyone, anyone else. So I'm one of the first on the scene. Now, what would happen is, again, so loss prevention or JCPenney employees call it in. And going back to my original thing, someone calls in. Even if someone calls in and says, there's a bomb. There's a bomb in the mall. All right? You don't immediately... Call nine one one and uh, get the police and fire on the way. No, it's up to us. That's why these big centers have fully functional. Back then, much more uh, giant security teams. Uh, back then, nineteen ninety eight, our weekly bud- budget was impressive, and we had all the needs. Uh, now it's just uh, it's disturbing. Uh, the the slow uh, defunding of the security department over the years over my seventeen year career. You should be concerned of if you want to feel safe at a big giant public uh, public center that's actually technically private property open to the public. So uh, anyways, um, we it, – it, it's our responsibility to go find something, to search the entire property and find anything suspicious – now, and, and reported, now you could call, you could call the front desk of your local police division, say, hey, we just got a call. We're searching. If you got a car to spare, send it over. But we're, we're searching. And the reason is uh, we are the trade experts on that property. We're the ones that should know what every nook and cranny, shadow and corner looks like or should look like in theory. So if we find something out of place, boom, let's do it. Let's roll everybody and let's get going. Uh, A black and white will show up. Officers will get out and confirm. Yeah, you don't know what that is. We can identify that. Anyone here identify that. Let's move this to a higher level. And this should happen fast, right? We're not going to delay it. So on this particular night, JCPenney had called in a suspicious device, possibly a bomb, in their loading dock near a big trash compactor, a chute, and their power generators, one of their main loading docks there, right? Okay, one of the main loading docks of the mall, I should say, because I think that each store just had one. It's uh, right near Robinson's May. Remember, Robinson's May was still in business, right? So there we go. So, all right. We're not really handling I'm not the primary. My department uh, is not the primary. JC JCPenney let us know. So, But we're there. We're blocking off traffic because by the time we, uh, Mall Public Safety, got over there, uh, JCPenney had called LAPD, and LAPD showed up. LAPD said, you can't identify it. We can't identify it. Got it. Good. We're going to roll this up the ladder. Bomb squad. Our supervisor would be next. Supervisor contacts bomb squad. Uh, The way LAPD bomb squad works, I don't know how it works in other areas, other cities, a little different. They are uh, kind of on call. They're active all the time, but they're not out and about, they're they're at their homes. They're at their soccer games for their kids. They are having dinner at Chili's, all right. And then they get a if they're on, they're on, and and they get the 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 call to roll. If you live in the L.A. area, if you see unmarked, sometimes black looking vehicles uh, or white looking vehicles playing, but they're no no, uh, they're slick tops, no sirens on the top, and you hear them going down. Their light and, uh, and they are lights and sirens from like the dash. That's usually the bomb squad. Or it's Metro, which is usually uh, SWAT officers doing the same thing. They have to get called in and they convene and then they go. Yeah, there's So there's always a delay. The bomb squad had been rolled. Bomb squad shows up and usually they start rolling in and then they determine. It might be nothing, it might be something, it might be simple. Uh, and they, uh, they I've seen I've seen giant bomb squad vehicles like giant fire truck size police vehicles that are bomb squad command centers or bomb squad units. I've seen them all. I, I've handled uh, countless of bom- bomb squads in my time. So here I am. Back then, I hadn't. Back then, this was my first my first bomb threat, my first bomb scare. Again, I'm 22, 1998. I just moved here. It's maybe spring of '99. My birthday. I'm almost 23. All right, give me give me some credit. I moved here. I moved here to be a comedian. I moved here to go to the Groundlings to do sketch comedy and uh, get onto Saturday Night Live, which I knew for certain by the 2000 season I'd be on Saturday Night Live and I'd be famous and everything would be taken care of and this will all be a memory. So whatever. I'm so still fresh on the job, I hadn't shaved my head yet. There was a good four or five years that I just had the tight, tight buzz cut. Uh, no facial hair, wasn't allowed um, uh, because of masks. Hey, hey um, I don't know why I have a beard now. I know it doesn't really seal as well. And so I'm kind of I'm nervous, but my first responder blood, which I do have, kind of kicks in, and you and you kind of want to be there. You're kind of people are running out, you're running in, and that's a real feeling, and it's a real kind of adrenaline kick, and and you're there. And I'm just I'm just got caution tape up, and then uh, we actually uh, replace that with police tape. The actual LAPD police uh, tape, "Do not cross this line" goes up. You don't immediately evacuate a giant mall. You don't. You don't. You turn determine. You don't want to freak people out. You don't want to spread panic. That's a real thing too. So you gotta be careful with the information that you have. That's just the way it works. But back then, I'm nervous, I'm scared, but I'm also like, this is kind of cool. Little Kenny just wanted to be in comedy, and now there's possibly a bomb 50, 60 yards away from me. So it starts getting more serious. They can't identify it. They cannot trace it. The security tape uh, is rolled. Not ours, JCPenney's, again, separate. And they do find something. They find something weird. They find something is left there. So that's super weird. It's not a trash guy, janitor guy, not an employee on a lunch break to leave something. They, they find this bag. It's weird. It's got a – someone had picked it up. You got to be careful about that, but sometimes you don't know. You shake it, but you don't know. One of my old bosses, he was, uh, he was LAPD going back to like the late 50s, and he, he – he, uh, I retired and he was in his 70s and and he when i when i worked for him he looked 50 you know jealous to the end but he his one one time his partner there was they got a call of a threat and he just went and picked uh, his partner's like ah, this is nothing boom blew up in his hands lost his fingers and thumbs you know you got to be careful so we're being careful so it starts ramping up it starts ramping up and then uh, more bomb squad units show up and then i've seen them put on the big uh, hurt locker uh, i've seen that um, in this case, they did do that, but they bring the robot. And this is the first time I get to see the robot. Johnny Five is alive. Little Kenny just wants to tell stand-up jokes at, uh, you know, back rooms at Mexican restaurants in Brentwood, which was uh, the gigs I was doing early on in, the, in my career. Here, I didn't even start it. I was so new to L.A., So out of my first job working at a movie theater in LA, that's the one I transferred to and I just, I was still new in this security job and I'm just like, what is going, this is I can't wait to write the folks back home. Dear home, what adventures I'm experiencing out here, like Steve Martin and the jerk or something like that. Um, So uh, the robot comes out. Now by this time we are doing a soft uh, evacuation of certain parts of JCPenney. That's one of those uh, very quiet, hi, how you doing? Can you Do you mind just leaving this level? Everything good? Everything's great. But just, do you mind not shopping for pillows right now in the JCPenney Home Department? Do you mind just maybe go to the food court? Uh, You know, we don't have a hot dog and a stick, but we got a plum tree. Check it out. All right? Head over there. And then why, why, why? Just, you know, just, you know. Would you mind? Just, you know. And as much as sometimes you just want to go, hey, there's a bomb on the bus, you can't. Which, by the way, actually had that one time happen at the farmer's market in Hollywood. We had to evacuate the entire thing because a bus pulled up with an alleged bomb on it. I felt like I was speed. It wasn't going 55 miles an hour, though. So anyways, we tell them, uh, we're we, we doing a soft evacuation. I'm on the outside. I'm by this tape. Blocking people uh, from coming in from the parking structure, blocking from cars around, turning people around. There's maybe another security officer with me, but they just kind of in a knapsack. Back then it was unit 24. 24, you going to handle this, all right? All right, 24 to control. Roger that. We got it. I wish I could have said Roger, Roger, but that movie hadn't come out yet. And when it did, we did say that on our security radios. Roger, Roger. It was a great time. I don't know why I pretended to not like that movie for as long as I did because a week after on the job, I'm saying Roger, Roger over a professional radio, which was an FCC monitored and licensed frequency, by the way. So, uh, you know, uh, we're sitting there. And this is the lesson. We're getting to the lesson. Ken's not just rambling. This isn't just a weird story time. I hope, I know you all hate this. Um, so two things happen that are weird. I'm making $7 an hour. Now this is 1999. I know children in today's time, that is like $7.50 an hour. Uh, probably maybe $6.50 an hour. Making $7 an hour. Big bucks, big bucks. No wonder I'm in debt now. I'm there. Uh, I have an undershirt on. I have a Hanes classic white t-shirt undershirt under the uniform. All right. Uh, Company uh, uniform standard. Um, There's two LAPD Devonshire officers near me and we're just standing talking and they're kind of talking. They're tolerating me. Uh, They got uh, they got their uh, their vests underneath. But that's about it. That's designed to maybe kind of sort of stop bullets. Not the bomb. They they are. I noticed at one point I'm in front of them. I'll never forget that 1999 long time. I'm in front of them. They're probably smartly kind of like, let the kids stand in front of us. They're angled behind a wall, peeking around, standing by the police line because they but at this point, we're no different, right? Other than our pay and, and benefits and pension. Their bosses had said, "Hey, Knucklehead One, Knucklehead Two, you go stand over there." And then my bosses, my supervisors, had said, uh, "Knucklehead, uh, the boss's nephew," which was what I was. And so people just had a real preconceived notion at the time of 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 who I was. Hey, actor kid, uh, uh, go stand over there too. So we're we're me and these two officers are in the same boat. But they were smart enough and trained and uh, experienced enough. To get behind the wall. I was standing there watching. And I was mesmerized. Because the robot is there. Johnny Five is alive. The LAPD Bomb Squad robot. This is the one that comes out. It does look like Johnny Five. It also looks like that Treadwell droid from Star Wars A New Hope. Kind of the one from the deleted scene. You also see them uh, in Hoth when Chewie and Han are trying to fix the Falcon. That's what it kind of looked like. That's what it does look like. And I'm watching it. I'm mesmerized. To the point where I'm standing, if this, if this goes, that $7.50 or that $7, I hadn't got the raise yet, $7 and the undershirt are the only thing I've got to protect me. So as this is happening, as they're getting set up, again, you, don't, you do it fast, but you don't do it quick, if that makes sense. And later on, again, later on, I get so much experience. Later on, the decision to evacuate would often fall on my shoulders. And you have to make the decision to let 20,000 people know you got to go in a split second. And there's those type of things. Liability games. Run up the chains. You're on the phone with people in Chicago. Go you corporate-level people. I, later on. Later on, I'd have that. This time, no. So... Uh, Mesmerized, but all of a sudden I hear when the officers, the police officers, go, hey, "Hey, hey, 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 kid, look at that, look at that, go get, go get them." So, over, I wish you you could visualize it, man, but maybe twenty yards to the west is the parking structure, the lower level. It's a four level parking structure rebuilt after the ninety four earthquake. It was not the one that collapsed that uh, trapped the street sweeper guy at four thirty in the morning, um, but it had taken some damage. The entire mall did. It was rebuilt just four or five years prior. So they start going underneath the caution tape, which, mind you, isn't just caution tape. Like, careful, there's some yard work going on here at the mall. It said, police line, do not cross. Which, by the way, I still have a roll of that stuff. At some point, I took it, and I have it, and it's great. I'm not giving it up. Why? I don't know. I'll never use it. I just have it. It's a weird thing. Uh, So I I, I scamper over. Hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, so I'm going to have to stop you and turn you around there. Uh, uh, you can't you can't go in tonight, and it's an older, it's an older couple, um, like truly old, like probably late sixties. I know sometimes when you're young, when you're 22 and you're on TikTok, you think anyone over 32 is ancient. It's not true, kids. It's not true. But these were you know older folks, silver foxes, uh, and uh, husband and wife team. And she kind of stopped. Well, we need to go in, and they're under the police line again. They had moved the police line. All right. No one's going to arrest them. No, one, no, We just want them to go. We want them to go because if that is a bomb and it does go off, we're all not in a good spot, particularly them. Now, they can see it. This isn't like hidden behind the shrubs, uh, around the corner is the bomb squad. No, no, they can see it. In fact, if they had shut their traps, they could have heard the Johnny Five is Alive police robot cruising on over on the asphalt. It, doesn't, it didn't make that sound, but in my head, it's like, and, but it's moving. You can see it. I can see it with my own eyes. They could too. And the wife's kind of like, now this is 22, 23 years before the term Karen is out there in the world, but this is, they both were Karens. I'll just say it. I don't... I don't like to use it. I know some Karens, and they're good people. So I don't want to use that name uh, in, in, in a bad way all the time. But that's that's what they were. And she's like, well, we got to go in. I said, we, uh, It's actually closed. You can't actually go in. I'm going to have to ask you to step behind the line here. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, I might recommend leaving. Now, again, I can't just say, there's a bomb on the bus. Uh, there's a bomb in the trash compactor area. I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say, hey, they reviewed video footage and someone they couldn't identify left this unidentified bag uh, in, in a weird part of the, of the mall. I can't say that. I can't say that because then they'll go to the media. They'll go to their friends. They'll, next thing you know, it's a panic. It's a frenzy. It's a problem. All right. It's just the way it is just the way it is. I know sometimes we all want information. We want it fast. That's not the case. That's not how it happens. So then the guy says to me, and this, I'll never, I'll never forget this. I'm 22 coming up on 23 wide eyed, bushy tailed kid hitting the big city, come from a small town where I generally treated everyone nice. And generally everyone treated me nice. All right. I think about the good of people. I aim for the good of the people. I start there and I work my way out. And, you know, if you've had a bad day, I'm okay with it. That's me. That's Ken at this point. Not cynical. Not as grumpy as you know me to be now. Uh, Not worn down. My heart is still in its place. Not jaded. Not covered. Not hard. And the guy looks at me. And he says, well, I need to go in there because I need to buy socks. I, I look. I didn't even. I don't really remember his face. I think he kind of looked like former Major League Baseball manager Charlie Manuel mixed with actor uh, uh, um, actor like Brian Dennehy. It was a weird mix. So I I kind of look into the J C Penney and I'm like, yeah, well, um, you can't, you can't do it. But here's what I do. I don't say go home. I don't say leave the property. I say, but you know what? The other Side of the mall is open, and there's a Macy's over there, and there's a Sears, and there's some other stores in the mall. Feel free to go around, maybe move your car, go the other side. That's all open right now. No, I need to go get socks in there and then try to push past me. Um, Long story short on that one, that kind of ends there. The, the police kind of come over and back me up. You got to go. Grumble, grumble, grumble. I'm going to complain Uh, names, badge numbers, all those things of all of us. Uh, I need socks. But I I remember at one point I finally broke and I finally broke and I just pointed over to the robot, which was picking up a potential bomb. I said, sir, do you see that? You're not going to want to get your socks right now. It's not a good idea to get your socks. It didn't turn his mind. It didn't change his mind. There was no. Oh, I'm so sorry. I now see a bomb squad droid. Apologies, young man. Carry on with your work for the day. I'm. I will go get my socks at Sears today, not J.C. Penny, as my heart desired. No, I think he was. He mumbled a, a swear word. One of those swear words. We all know swear words. They're not good. They don't mean good things. He he mumbled one to me. Uh, she turned around. Uh, A forebearer, really, of the Karen movement that would spring up later on in life, but was always there. She's really a trailblazer, really. Um, But he was more the problem, to be clear. And they stomp away. So, end of the day, I'll tell you what. The droid, I call it a droid, the robot picks up the package. There's a camera on it. Everyone's hunkered down, safe. I've got, again, that Hanes undershirt. I'm closer than most of them. And they usually detonate it or destroy it or they blow it up and they figure it out. So what they, they, they determined, it was kitty litter. It was a grocery brown grocery bag full of kitty litter. Now, something like that, fertilizer, whatever, can clearly be made to use bombs. We know that. So even then, it was weird. But it just seems as though someone with a jacket and a hood on decided, oh, I'm at the mall or I'm leaving the mall or I'm driving by the mall. I have this grocery bag full of kitty litter. You know what, I'll put it in this uh, loading dock compactor room. Sounds like a great plan to me. Carry on with my night. Maybe I'll go in the mall and get myself uh, um, uh, something from uh, Tommy Burger or that uh, pizza, pizza place that just serves heartburn in a round shape. And uh, we never know. They never knew what it was. So everything's good. It's safe. But that taught me, all that story, all this blathering taught me, taught me about human beings' ability to only see what's in front of them and to only see themselves and to not take any actions that would help others, show empathy towards others, uh, or even keep themselves safe. They will hurt themselves for their socks because it's their socks and they want their socks and they want their socks right now. And even though there's a police line uh, in front of them, even though there is an employee in a uniform that's supposed to replicate some sort of authority, authority they don't recognize, and quite frankly, most people didn't recognize. Um, But here I am, $7 an hour, 22 years of age, just want to become a famous sketch comic on a venerable show out of New York, a city I hadn't even set foot in yet. I was there just trying to politely say, tonight could be the night you live, or it could be the night you die. I'm just going to give you the choice. And if you turn around and walk away, go shop for your socks, literally just on the other side of this mall, not only will you be safe, but the officers handling this situation will be able to work and handle the incident without your involvement, without trouble, without obstacles, and we all can go home safe. But no, they wanted their socks. And that is humans in a nutshell to me. As I look out in the world right now, I am not perfect. This isn't a lecture. This is me this week looking at everyone shouting and screaming. Look at everyone ripping their masks off, stamping their feet, having super strong opinions about everything because why? I want to have a super strong opinion about everything. It helps if I scream. It helps if I shout louder. Man, that really solves all the problems. And screw it. Let's have a gender reveal party with giant fireworks to burn down the world. Yes. Why? Because at the end of the day most of the humans populating this planet and a lot of them let's face it here in the United States of these America just want their socks so you know what i say stock up on your socks in the old on your own time so that if the need arises you need your socks maybe just maybe you can be okay to hold on for one more day for the good of others lesson learned We'll have more of these so-one-time stories for me, Ked Napsok, if you don't all throw me out of the room. Thank you for listening to the Napsock Files. Uh, this is what we love doing around here, just communicating, talking, hanging out with you all. And I really want you to check out the show, Saturday Night Napsok. It is my uh, comedy podcast, if you will. Uh, it is a, a cavalcade of characters, personalities, silly things, occasionally funny things, Mostly stupid things, but it's mine, and I hope you all will check it out here on the podcast feed. You can also go to Kednapsock.com to get information on all the things I do, including soon. If you're, if you're a long-time listener here or just enjoy what I do, or if you're a first-time listener and you didn't turn this off, put down on your calendar October 10th, the night of October 10th. You won't even have to leave your home it's going to be a special event that we're going to confirm up and announce soon, but the date's good to go, October 10th, all right? 2020, just in case you're listening to this in 2023, do that. Uh, and if you go to kenapsock.com or follow me at kenapsock, I will update that. You can buy merch at tpublic.com user slash If you want to wear a t-shirt of something uh, of a show of mine or a character of mine, they're there as well. And you can support me at Patreon.com/slash/Cadnapsock, and when I say support, I mean keep this show up and run, running. Uh, high tiers get to help factor uh, in some decision making, and it's a lot of fun. And it's also a great community attached to that into the Discord server, where uh, you know you get to just not just not just hang out with some podcaster, some schlub podcaster. It's about forming friendships and connections with those in the Discord server with you, and that's great. And that all co- happens and springs out of patreoncom slash And I want to thank my executive producer supporters: Thomas Rizzling, Lethal Logan X, Matt Thompson, Nathan Ovendale, Ty Schellenberger, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry Green, Jonas Berger, and Old Handsaw, Zach Taylor, and Ranger Donald. All of them, I think, have already purchased their socks, so they don't need to impose on others, and that. That's why I love having them here on the team. That is the Knapsack Files for this week, episode 206, the first edition of Sew This One Time. We'll see you next time, friends. Bye.